Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome back in to another edition of Cardinals Corner, a game preview edition of Cardinals Corner. Joining me as always this time over the phone is Mr. Boots on the ground himself, fresh from Cardinals practice. That's Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby. We are here to preview Cardinals Cowboys, but first an important message from Kyler Murray. Would you care to explain, Tyler? Well, yes, I will explain. He came on social media and graced the social feeds with not one, but two posts of his rehab update, whatever you want to call it, and had the message of soon. So take that for what you will. Obviously, he's still got to be out a couple weeks for the uh, being on the physically unable to perform list, but that seems like you don't say soon unless it's going to be, you know, soon. So I think it's definitely a step in the right direction, and it's definitely got a lot of Cardinals fans pumped that's for sure okay so before i give my thoughts on this i'd like to also hear from you since you are mr boots on the ground what did jonathan gannon have to say when you guys asked him about the video today well one he looked at uh howard balzer actually (laughs) our buddy howard balzer actually asked the question and he looked at howard and said i've got an iphone too my thing's like a like like you know one of the brick phones so (laughs) i wish i had that he he said he didn't really see the social post but uh did say that they are confident in the plan that they have in place when he is back and can practice and all of that so not really much more you know the mentally and physically ready to perform quote was said again but at the same time i think we can all agree that he definitely looks like he has taken a step forward in its progression. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's going in the right direction. I think Monty even talked about how he was joking with Kyler. He actually saw him working out. He was on with, uh, I believe it was Wolf and Luke. That is correct. And mentioned, uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't think I could get that much uh, reaction if I was working out. Uh, compared to Kyler, and, and they both laughed, and Kyler said, probably not. But that was a really funny uh funny little tidbit there but yeah I think everybody's happy with where he's at and where he's progressing I uh, want to also mention what Monty Austin Ford added when he was on with Wolf and Luke and he did slip in there and mention that it might take him a couple weeks I think Gannon might have also said that uh, once yeah. they activate him from Pup which he has to be on until past next week's game is when he can first be activated um, Yep. here's the thing though you know me, Tyler. I'm Mr. Optimism, right? Everything's peachy oh, yeah. keen over here. Um, big time Homer guy, all that. No. Okay, look. <laughs> I don't think that soon means as soon as what everybody's assuming, if that makes okay. sense to you. Um, okay. I'm sticking with my prediction. Week 10. Oh, I'm sticking with mine. I feel great about mine. I feel great about mine. Yeah, I, I mean, you should. I, I'm still going to stick on the later end week 10. I'm less confident in that now than I was before. But look, this was a Kyler Murray personal like TikTok, right? Like this wasn't this wasn't like a medical update from the team. The team is still giving the same answers that they gave three or four months ago, right? Like there's absolutely nothing committal here to his timeline being moved up, right? It's all speculative. And what's the main theme throughout all of sports and any athlete and any like level 
Tyler, the athlete always wants to come back before they're medically ready. They always want to push the limit. They always say they're going to be okay. They always are fighting with the team saying, hey, I'm good to go, especially in football. I'm good to go. Let me go. I feel good. Let me go. That's not how this is going to be handled. Like, it's just not. No, no, but I will say, man, if you look at, if you just look at his leg, just on the, like, the differences between his leg, you can't really see that anymore. So, like, just from that aspect, yeah, there's definitely more he's got to go through. There's definitely more boxes he's got to check. But even that, like, remember when we were talking about the Hollywood Brown birthday party picture with him and how his legs looked like two different people? Like, yeah. <laughs> it looked like people, like, two different people had legs there. Like, they look like, it looks like he is back to getting to that same kind of, I guess, muscle mass. So, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. You're, you're probably, it's probably nothing outside of, hey, let me give an update on what's going on. I'm feeling good. This is what it is. My mentality is great. I mean, Hollywood Brown, we talked to him this week, and he said he was itching to get back, Tyler, that is. And, and so all of that put together, you could easily just say, hey, he's just jacked. He's itching to go. But on the, on the other side, it does look like he's, he's taken some steps forward. So no real update on timeline outside of I think we got more of a mental update from Tyler. I just – Look, all these things can be true once, right? He could be getting a lot stronger, a lot better. He can be close. Like, six weeks away from being fully healthy and ready to play an NFL football game when you tore your ACL however long ago, nine months ago? Yeah. Yeah, that's soon, right? Like, like I just, I want people to understand that that's not meaning he's going to be activated off of PUP and playing week five. It's not. It, he could be activated off a pup. He could not even play for two or three weeks after that. There's yeah. no reason to rush him. There's no reason to sit him. You give him an extra ramp-up period, physically, mentally, make sure he's fully ready to go, and then you end the season on a high note. Like, that's the perfect formula here. It just is. And if he's back week seven, if he's back week six, if he's back week five, I would sure hope that that's not just because Kyler Murray goes to the organization and says, I'm ready to play. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I soon, soon means soon, right? But look, man, like sun season starts soon. That's a month away, right? (laughs) I'm going to go eat a protein bar after this podcast soon. That's like an hour away. Soon can mean a lot of different things. And I just want people to also not get to week five, week six, week seven, and Kyler's still on pup or Kyler's still practicing and not playing and be like, oh my gosh, does Kyler not want it enough? Is the team holding Kyler back? Is there going to be some sort of like player meets team and they butt heads? Like, I just, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think some people kind of expect it to be wrapped up sooner rather than later. But these types of things, they take time. From Kyler, though, like you said, these workout videos, he like did some resistance band running. He did some squats. He he looks like when it comes to working out, he's close to being fully healed. I'm excited for that. Like, I'm pumped. Like, let's see what this dude can do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, it's, it's getting to the point now, I, I think especially what we've seen out of the offense. I mean, I think we've seen enough to where this offense can operate. It just has to be consistent. And if the defense can play how it's playing, 
this team can really make some noise. I, I really do think that. I think there's a couple of positions that need, you know, shored up going into the offseason. But at the same time, man, it's just it seems like they're a lot closer than I expected them to be at this point. And obviously we're only two games in. But at the same time, it just seems like there's a lot of positive momentum for this team, even with the 0-2 look that they currently have. Yeah, I mean – Texans are having a bad season. Cardinals record-wise are having a bad season. That's going to plan as far as drafting goes. Defense is playing above their talent level. Offense definitely figured something out going into week two. Then they lost it a little bit. But again, when you're using a backup quarterback that's been there for about a month now, you can only really expect so much. It, it really feels like things are kind of shaping up the way that we said they would, right? Neither of us were coming on here saying that Nick Rallis and Drew Petzing and Jonathan Gannon were going to go out and take the Cardinals from expectations to tank to winning 10 games. Like, neither of us said that. But we did say there should be building blocks each week. It's very clear that there are. And you know who else is seeing that? Is Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray also seems extremely eager to get back mentally, saying he's never missed the game. Like in this TikTok post, he said he's never missed the game like he has right now. It's his first major injury of his career. Injuries are not good, but you can make them beneficial. I think Kyler's done that. Yeah, yeah, you've got to pull the positive out of the negative, and this very much could be the biggest negative of his career. So if he can pull any kind of positive out of it, whether that's perspective change or just, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is I think you can tell his perspective of, I think he's realizing this game can be taken away in one play, one run, one cut. So you need to make the most of it and you need to make sure that you're bought in and full go when you're back. So that's the, that's the part that I think we all need to see when he is healthy and back on the field, I think for for us all to think that he took that next step. Absolutely. And this is a terrible segue, but also a fantastic segue, if I'm being honest with you. Um, Speaking of your entire seizing seizing your football career, maybe just like snapping before your eyes, um, Trayvon Diggs, Cowboys, out this Sunday. Can you give me the injury report latest for uh, Sunday's matchup? Yeah, so Trayvon Diggs is not only going to miss this game, he is going to miss, uh, I believe, every game moving forward because he has torn his ACL in a, I mean, Thursday practice, just, I think, during one-on-one drills. Just a brutal, brutal, brutal update. Brutal. Easily, like, their second best player behind uh, Micah Parsons. So, losing him, definitely brutal. They still got Stephon Gilmore, which that's always a problem, so... Still, still people they got to worry about, but that's definitely I, that's a big miss for the Cardinals to to enter the the game with. But on their side, you know, Carlos Watkins, we got we were told by Gannon this week that he'll be done for at least a couple weeks with a biceps injury. He needs surgery. Uh, Josh Woods is also not going to be good this week. He's got an ankle issue that kept him out of practice again. This is the second game, second week that he's missed. Lucky Fotu is questionable. I, he looked like he was doing more Thursday and Friday, so I think he I think he plays. Uh, he's got a shoulder injury that kept him out of last game, but definitely they need that they need Fotu back for that rotation, especially 
Um, and more on the Cowboys, I'm going to butcher this name so bad, but the, the uh, Cowboys center, Tyler uh, Byeds, I think. You know, that's, uh, he, you're giving them bulletin board material, man. I know, I know. I'm sorry. He's uh, he's questionable with a hamstring, but man, if they don't have their starting center, I was listening to I can't I cannot put my finger on who it was, but somebody I was thinking of Murata earlier, and they were talking about how important the center is for just the operation of the offense and getting the line assignments down, the protections down. So losing him, it could be a really really big. Big factor for Dallas, uh, and then Zach Martin also is questionable with an ankle issue, and he's again another solid weapon for them. Along, in oh, the he's cruises. more than solid, dude. He's he's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, solid is good in my eyes. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, that's fair. It's the whole scale thing. But I, I mean, those are two. If those two guys don't play on the offensive line, Fotu gets gets to play, even though they're losing Josh Woods. That defense might have a chance to to do something, right? And that's the only way that the Cardinals are going to be winning this game is if their defense steps up to the task because even without Trayvon Diggs, which is a huge loss, this Cowboys defense is still one of the better ones in the league. And that does start and somewhat finish with Micah Parsons. But... They are, they are so good. They're so good, right? And you can only have so much expectations for this Cardinals offense, right? Like this... Look, Josh Dobbs has been good. Like he he's had a, he's had a solid game too. Game one, he was obviously getting more comfortable. James Connors had a good season so far. Zach Ertz has had a good season so far. Other receiver options, Michael Wilson, like they've stepped up as well. But going up against a top tier defense ain't no joke if you have some top tier offensive players. But I wouldn't consider the Cardinals having any of those players except for maybe James Connor. So you need your defense yeah. to create some turnovers like they did against oh. Washington. Yes, that's that's going to be the name of the game. And and if you go on ArizonaSports.com, I've got a story on the Cowboys defense. It's pretty lengthy. It might be one of the longer preview stories that I write this year just because of how good the Cowboys are on, on the defensive side, even without Trayvon Diggs. Like they are still, still, still so solid. Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, Dante Fowler, uh, Zach Ertz, we talked to him today, and he's, or not today, but yesterday, and he spoke on, I think he's played him, this will be his 19th time playing him, and he said this is the fastest he's ever seen them, and that's, I think, just a credit to what they're building over there. They've been together for a while, and then, yeah, on the other side, I, I, that, I just posted one today about how Dak Prescott really is just, he's doing what he needs to do. There's nothing crazy jumping off the tape, but he's not giving the ball away. And that's pretty much the biggest thing that he needs to do right now and let the defense do what it does and let the running game take over and just not cause mistakes and miscues. And for right now, he's doing it. So the Cardinals really have to get to him early and not, not even get to him and sack him, just put some pressure on him and get him to where he's, he may make a mistake because that's the only way they're going to be able to really have a chance in this game is, is to get those turnovers that the Cowboys have done so well on not giving up. If Dak fixed his interception problem, that's a really big deal. <laughs> that's a really big deal. And I I mean it's been two games, right? They played a Jets defense that was really, really good, and then they played a Giants team that is shaping up to not look that great. 
Sands well, I week two. This, man, I will say this, though. He almost threw a pick six to uh, Sauce Gardner that probably should have been a pick six. So there was one that you could probably put on him that should have been a pick. But yeah, it says zero on the stat sheet. So that's what you got to go with. And I'm really interested to see how they handle C.D. Lamb. He's had a really good season so far. He's always dynamic and he's his favorite target. So he's probably going to get a lot of usage time, especially with Buda Baker on IR now, which I don't think we've talked about that yet either. Oh, yeah, we haven't. But yeah, I mean, Buda Baker on IR at least through the Rams game. So through week six, if I'm uh, doing my math right. But yeah, tough blow. Jalen Thompson, obviously, has already kind of been a leader, but he, t- he steps into more of a, a role. I actually talked to him today, and he really isn't blinking, man. He's keeping it as, it, as he would with Buda on there. He knows he's got Kayvon Wallace and, and Andre Shashri to, to work with, and I think we both can agree that Kayvon's been one of the bigger surprises and, and really bigger impacts he's been for that great. secondary this year. And then you've got uh, Shashri, who stepped in a lot this past game, and, and I'm expecting him to do the same this this time around and for the next couple of weeks, and, and unless they feel like they need to make a change and go maybe Mr. Outside higher. But right now I think they're set with these those three guys. And Jalen and Kayvon, man, I think they've, they've got enough to really uh, make up for what Buddha, you know, brings to the table. Obviously not everything because Buddha is his own just animal, but definitely interested to see how they move forward and, and kind of face this adversity as a room as a whole. I got two things. One specifically about Buddha. You can't, then they said this, you, you can't replace Buddha Baker. There's just, there, there, there is no replacing him. It's why every single team in the NFL is making fan fiction about their team trading for Buddha Baker. <laughs> it's, he is the ultimate football player, and there is no replacing the ultimate football player, and his presence will be missed, and I'm sure that this defense will take a hit without him. But here's here's the thing that I would like not to be clipped out of context or anything like that from anybody who's listening, because it's going to sound really weird when I say it at first. Are you ready? Uh-oh. You want to know the the good thing about all these injuries that the Cardinals are undergoing, whether it's Kyler or Buddha or their ripped up defensive line. Like, do you know the good thing? They're getting to see their young guys step in early. It's that you're not wrong. That's not where I was going though. Um, here's where I'm going. It shows that this coaching staff can get the most out of whoever they're coaching. The okay, fact that yeah, Kayvon okay. Wallace can come in and be one of the team's better defensive players, the fact that they can call people off of a practice squad and they could play most of the game and it's not looking like they just got caught up off of a practice squad, like, th- this is a really good test for coaches, right? This season yeah. for the Cardinals in general, on offense and on defense, the talent level is not of an NFL team that is competing for something. Not to say they're not going to be as good as they can be when they out when they get out there and they're not ultimate professionals and they're not all good at what they do like that's all true but the fact of the matter is this roster is not built to win and then if the top of the top get injured we're talking your two best players Kyler Murray and Buda Baker are not with the team and then you have other players that like you're starting inside linebacker Josh Woods LJ Collier, like he was supposed to be a part of this team. Yep. You've got your rookie as well on your offensive line, John Gates. He he's on injured reserve. Like 
Oh, man, and you know you know they probably would have got a good look at him by now, too, mm-hmm. especially with the interior doing what it's doing. Absolutely. So all I'm saying is the fact that I'm not sitting here banging on the table and getting mad about how incompetent the Cardinals look and about how the talent level just can't get it done and blah, 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 blah. That is a testament to Jonathan Gannon, Drew Petzing, Nick Rallis, and also Monty Ossonfort. You have to fill out your practice squad. You have to fill out the bottom of your roster with guys that can compete on an NFL level. That takes attention to detail. It appears through two weeks from what I've seen that they're doing that. Do you agree? Yeah, I do, man. I think they're, I think they're doing just that. I think that's yeah. Top to bottom, man. You've got to be able to have guys that you can throw in there at a moment's notice within when injuries pop up and, Obviously, it's not what you have as your plan A, but you have to have your plan B, C, D, all the way to X. I mean, it's the NFL. Injuries are going to happen. Things just off the field in general, things are going to happen. and You have to be prepared for them. And, you know, it's, it's definitely refreshing to see this team kind of been, being able to operate through these injuries. Obviously, they're terrible injuries, and they're, and they're like just brutal for the team's success record-wise. But, like I said, too, it gives these younger guys a chance to really come in and play alongside of these veterans and really learn on-the-job experience. And, and in addition, you get to see kind of these, this coaching staff have to really get creative and really adapt to what they're getting on, the, on this roster that's currently available. So, yeah, I think it's a, definitely for the, the look of 0-2 – Again, like we've said this whole offseason into the regular season, like it's, it's all about these little progress, little steps, little things that you're not going to see stats-wise or maybe record-wise, but just on growth as a team as a whole. And I think this is, that's one of those things is having the right personnel, regardless of if they're a practice squad guy that you need to throw in there in week three or somebody that's been around for eight years. Or Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I, and on top of that, talking about young players who are getting a little bit more run, I'm unreasonably excited about Keytro Clark. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Honestly, it's approaching sure. Michael Wilson territory. <laughs> and, and of course, throughout all of it, Paris has had, an, ha, has had a solid start. Um, not dominant, but not, not dominant. You know what I mean? Like, he's been fine. Um, I, I'm just... Keytro Clark, if that's the type of guy that Monty Ossiford's going to snag in the fifth or sixth round once every year, once every couple of years, sign me up. Home run. Sign me up, Tyler. He's been yep. great. Yep. All right. And he's fearless, man. Just talking to him this week, he's like, I'll go up against anybody. I do not care. It's Let's go. That's and that it. is how you somewhat replace what Buda Baker brings because and, not, not everybody does and that. You can tell that he, you can tell that he's got a pulse on the team too. Cause he's like, you know what? I like I'm not saying the energy level or the intensity was low last week, but this week we've all, you can tell everybody's came in and they've really dialed down, like dialed into getting this week's game plan and really have been working on the little things and trying to go as hard as they can on every little step of the way. So it seems like he's already kind of taken on more than just I need to go up there and show out on Sundays. He's also taken more of that team. Um, I don't want to say leadership yet, but it seems like he's on that trajectory. Love it. Absolutely love it. Tyler, anything else to add about Cardinals, Cowboys, week three, or Kyler Murray or Buda Baker? 
Uh, Tony Pollard is going to probably be pretty scary in the game, I would say. That's that's about my last thing. I just had to say his name because he's, uh, he's a problem, man. Without Zeke there, he is uh, making the most of his opportunities. I will be curious to see who has more rushing yards. Probably yeah. Tony Pollard, not James Conner, because the Cowboys' defensive line is a monster. But we will see Sunday, 1.25 p.m. kickoff. Tyler's going to be there covering the game. I'm also going to be there watching the game, but not covering it. It's actually a, my first ever NFL game I'll ever attend in person, so I get to do that. Whoa. Cardinals, Cowboys, uh, shout out to uh, Arizona Sports, this fine company that I work for, uh, for hooking it up. The sports leader? The, you heard of them, Tyler? Have you heard of them? Yeah, I think I have. Okay, well, for all the people who haven't heard of Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, you can find Tyler Drake's work on their app and their website. That's ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app. He'll keep you updated on what's going on in practice, injury reports, biggest storylines for the season for Cardinals players and their opponents. You can follow Tyler at TDrake4Sports. That's the number four. TDrake4Sports on X, Twitter, whatever the heck you want to call it. You can follow him there. You can also follow myself at E-R-I-K-R-U-B-Y. That's Eric Ruby on Twitter. I will call it Twitter for myself because that's what I want to call it. You can follow the show at... At AZ Cards Corner as well. We will be here in about like 56 or something hours like that doing a post game. Maybe 48 hours. Maybe in between that. I don't know. I'm I'm doing math, which means I'm going to end this episode. But you can hear more of me doing math when the Cardinals take on the Cowboys. You can also listen to the game on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Kickoff at 125. Pre-game coverage the entire morning before that. So if you've got that itching for football, tune it in. We've got you covered. But until then, remember, enjoy football. You're supposed to.